0: Hi, this is Marion Samuel from the Caribbean Radio Lighthouse in Antigua. Every Wednesday at 12:30 pm, we interview a guest about real life issues from the Caribbean. Welcome to Lighthouse Conversations. A time to explore the issues surrounding your everyday existence your family, your community, your environment, your health and safety habits, your lifestyle, both physically and spiritually, will all be discussed here on Lighthouse Conversations. Let's get started and see just what we can learn to better your life.
1: Welcome to another episode of Lighthouse Conversations. Here on Lighthouse Conversations, we strive to discuss every aspect of your life, to provide you with information that will help you make decisions that life calls on you to make. One of those areas is buying insurance. In this episode, we will be discussing how does insurance work, do I need insurance, how do deductibles work, and many other questions. I'm Nathan Owens, and I have on the phone with me Miss Naomi Richards, a commercial underwriter at Caribbean Alliance Insurance Company. Naomi, thank you very much for taking the time to join me on this episode of Lighthouse Conversations.
2: Thank you for having me, Nathan.
1: Now, I know that insurance is a very broad topic. There are many, many types of insurances out there. So let's focus this discussion on the types of insurance that your company, Caribbean Alliance, offers. So real briefly, can what categories or types of insurance products does your company offer?
2: Well, we are a general insurance company, so we do everything except for life, health, and medical. So You can get your liability insurance, your business insurance, your private property insurance, your home insurance, your marine insurance, all of that, your travel insurance.
1: Let's take a step back and define some terms or some concepts and address some issues before we get into specific areas. Insurance as a whole, what's the purpose of it? Why should I get insurance?
2: So the main reason for insurance is so that you can be indemnified if there was to be an event where you suffered a loss. The insurance would indemnify you or for any legal liability you would face or could face as a result of negligence.
1: Would you say that everyone should get insurance, or are there some exceptions?
2: Um, Everyone should get insurance, but depending on the type of insurance that you need, because everyone would not need the same amount or type of insurance. It depends on what assets you have, what is it you need to get insured. And it depends on the type of insurance you would get.
1: Well, what if I feel like I just, I'm just i struggling to make payments of, or bills that I already have? I really can't afford insurance. Do I need to be looking and considering insurance?
2: Well, it depends. Okay, if you have a property, um, well, for a vehicle, you definitely, if you have a vehicle, it's the law that it must be assured for at least third-party insurance. But if you have a property and you're struggling, you know, to pay the bills, you're going to say, you know what, that's an additional expense I don't necessarily need at the moment. However, if something was to happen, if there was supposed to be a a storm or a flood, even an earthquake, then you could lose a portion or maybe have your property totally destroyed. And at that point, you would have put so much money into a property and you would be left with nothing, no way to start over. This is where insurance comes in they will then indemnify you for the loss you have suffered. So it is to protect your financial interest.
1: Premiums, I've heard that word a lot in relation to insurance. What is a premium and how is it calculated?
2: So your premium, it is what you pay for the insurance. Okay, that's a charge, the fee for having the insurance. How it is calculated, it depends on the type of insurance that you have.
1: Is it really come down to probabilities, or how?
2: Um, It depends on what insurance you're getting, like I said, but um, basically you have to assess the risk, see if it's a good risk, if it's a bad risk. If there is a higher probability of a loss, then of course you'd have a higher rating. And if it's a good risk, you know, something that has a low possibility of a loss, then you would get a preferred rate
1: what about the term deductible what does that mean and how does it work
2: so every policy has a deductible a deductible is basically your portion of the loss. and the reason why the first reason why deductible is there is to prevent fraud because you could just take out a policy and then you could you know damage your property and then come and claim and you know You cover money. So to prevent or limit fraud, there's a deductible in place. And it's just simply your portion of the loss. So if you have a, just let's say you have a motor policy, and your deductible is $1,500, then out of the loss you suffer, you're responsible for the first $1,500.
1: You referenced earlier in our interview different types of insurance policies, uh, I know there's going to be motor insurance and like business insurance, home insurance. Are there further breakdowns of those categories?
2: Well, um, apart from your home and mortal, you can have uh, your fire policies for businesses, you can have theft policy, you can have public liability, you can have workman's comp, you can have money insurance, you can have Fidelity Guarantee, which is, you know, for for your first theft, sorry, um, from your staff. You could have insurance for plant or risk. You could have insurance for computer equipment. Um, You could have insurance for marine cargo, for travel, for your boat.
1: What about public liability? What does that cover?
2: So public liability, it covers your legal liability. In the event that the public, a member of the public, gets injured on your property due to your negligence. Okay. And it could also cover product liability, where if you have a product, if you're selling a product, and uh, again, you are legally liable for the injury or damage to someone because of your product, it could cover that as well
1: listening to Lighthouse Conversations. I'm Nathan Owens, and I have on the phone with me Miss Naomi Richards, commercial underwriter for the Caribbean Alliance Insurance Company. And we are discussing insurance. What is insurance? When should I consider getting insurance? And then a lot of specific questions about different types of insurance. If I have an insurance policy, Naomi, and I... Let's say I have a vehicle or a motor policy okay. and someone runs into me on okay. All Saints Road. How, does the poli- how do I make a claim against my insurance policy?
2: Okay, so you have a motor policy and another individual ran into the back of your vehicle. Yes. What you would then do is someone ran into you you would then go to their insurance and make a claim because they are at fault. They are the ones who have wronged you. They have run into you. So you would then have to claim with the insurance. Now, if it is the case where that person is saying, you know what, I'm not responsible. I am not at fault. I am not accepting this. And you say, I want to fix my vehicle right now. I cannot wait on that insurance. And you have a comprehensive policy, then... You can claim on your own insurance, and at the end, when the claim is settled, the insurance would then go to the other insurance company and reclaim the funds they have paid to you. You
1: mentioned a comprehensive policy. Yes. Uh, is that required by law, or that's something that I, as a vehicle owner, would choose to have an additional policy?
2: It is not required by law. What you're required to have is your basic 3rd party motor insurance. Now, if you recently, if you just got a new vehicle, then it would have a high value, and of course, you'd want to insure it comprehensively, especially if there is a financial interest in the vehicle. They would require it to be insured comprehensively because you have comprehensive cover. You have a wider cover than you do under the third party. So you can then claim for any damages to your own vehicle, whereas with the third party, It only covers damages to the other person's vehicle. So if you hit someone, the insurance, the third-party insurance would cover the person that you hit, but it would not cover the damages to your own vehicle. What about
1: still talking about making a claim? I have a home policy, and someone breaks in and steals my computer. How do I make a claim?
2: Well, first, you would have to have had your contents insured. Okay. Because you can have your home insured, you can have the house insured, but not the contents. So once your contents are insured, then you, if you have a claim, you would then make a police report. If somebody's broken, you'd make a police report, and then you would come in and you would make a claim. Okay, you just contact us and let us know what happened. We would ask you for the police report and all of that. Now, remember, if, if someone broke into your home, there must be forcible entry. So you can't just leave your home open and say someone broke in. They must have either broken in or broken out of your home. So there must be some forced entry. Otherwise, it doesn't
1: count as theft. No, it doesn't. Let's focus in specifically on vehicle insurance for a while. Okay. What is the process of getting insurance for my truck or car? I just purchased a vehicle and I need to get insurance. Walk me through the step-by-step process.
2: Okay, so for us, what we would require is we would ask you, you know, the basic questions um, if we do not have you on our records already. So we would want to know your age, How long you've had your license, your driving history, if you've had any claims before, all of that. And um, then we would rate you accordingly and charge you the premium. Once we have done that, it is just to set up the policy. We would need your driver's license, an additional ID, and, of course, the vehicle registration card, the vehicle invoice, some type of document with the vehicle details, and it's just a quick procedure to get it set up from there on.
1: If someone, I now have that policy on that vehicle and I give permission for someone to drive my vehicle and they have an accident, is that situation covered under the policy? It depends on
2: what your policy covers. Now, some policies, the motor policy, it only insures the insured only, or it is a named driver policy. So you would have had to provide the insurance company with the names of the persons who have permission to drive your vehicle. At Caribbean Alliance, all policies are open policies, so anyone can drive once they're driving with a valid driver's license and with your permission.
1: I had a friend who was sued after a car accident. Is there insurance that I can get to protect me from a lawsuit, from injury that I may cause toward another individual?
2: Well, what happens is, once a claim is made, before the check is released, you must sign a release statement to say you will not go after the insured further.
1: I've done some with insurance, and I've done enough to know that it can get confusing really quickly with a lot of different terms and a lot of different policies. How do I know if my car insurance covers bodily injury?
2: Your car insurance would more than likely cover bodily injury because it is required. Um, to what limit, that is another question. But you can either ask your representative if you're not sure. And it's also right there on the policy schedule. It has the cover that you have. It has what is covered. It lists everything. And if you're unclear about anything, the best thing to do is to speak to your insurance representative to clarify any. You know anything that is unclear
1: now i know there's a lot of articles out there on the internet out Mm -hmm. there on facebook and i remember seeing one that was implying that if you were a male you were more likely to pay higher premiums than if you were a female on vehicle insurance is there any truth to that
2: um it depends on who you ask because some companies or some insurers believe that um male drivers are higher risk and female drivers are lower risk because, you know, they're more careful. Um, I am not sure what the statistics are because I have not seen them, but I think it is left to personal opinion.
1: So insurance companies, uh, if the statistics said that a particular gender was more likely to have an accident, your insurance premium would be higher. Am I correct in saying that? probably would. But
2: uh, like I said, I don't think this in Antigua and Barbuda, I don't think there's been a statistic done. It is just assumed. At Caribbean Alliance, we do not give preference to male or female drivers. We just rate you according to the risk in general.
1: All right. Risk. Uh, if I had a previous accident and I'm coming in to get a policy with you, does that affect my my insurance policy, whether I can get a policy, does that affect the premium that would I would be charged?
2: It will affect your premium for the simple reason that with motor insurance, one of the things that you get is a no claims discount. So every year you go without making a claim, you are earning a discount. Once you do make a claim, however, you have a step back, so you will lose a portion of your discount. And therefore, your premium would be a little higher if you had a claim.
1: You're listening to Lighthouse Conversations. We're discussing insurance. We've been discussing vehicle insurance. And now we're going to talk some about home insurance. Okay, no problem. What is the process for getting home insurance?
2: Okay. So if you have a brand-new property you would have had your engineer's report, you come with your engineer's report, we would look at it, and then we would just rate it according to, you know, the different factors, what it is constructed of, the value of the property, where it's located, all of that would be taken into consideration. Now, there's some people who have older properties, and they would not have had the valuation. However, we would require that you get the property evaluated so that we can then provide you with a quotation based on the risk, of course.
1: The home policy, what type of, do I need to get public liability on my home
2: policy? Well, for us, our home insurance, it includes public liability. So all of our home insurance policies already have that included.
1: Okay. What about property damage? Is that a standard uh Inclusion, at, and I realize you can only speak for Caribbean Alliance in the home policy.
2: When you say property damage, do you mean if someone else, someone damaged your property, uh, like I was, malicious damage?
1: I, I was referencing more like a hurricane or earthquake.
2: Oh yes, all of that is covered under your home insurance policy. Oh. You you can get well. Some people may sell their property insurance in pieces. You know where you can get it for fire cover or you can get it for, you know, fire, your hurricane, your earthquake, for all your perils. We saw home insurance for fire, hurricane, earthquake, the full can cover.
1: Okay, but the contents inside would need to be a separate policy.
2: It can go on the same home policy. You just have to indicate that you would like to get your contents insured and then, of course, provide the necessary information.
1: Okay, so it would just need to be spelled out in the policy. I couldn't make the assumption that because I had a, a policy that covered the structure itself that all the contents would be covered.
2: No, it is not automatically included. So if you look at the policy schedule that you get, you would see it lists what exactly is covered, so it would say, you know, your property located here, and if contents were to be insured, it would have content, the value, all of that. So it would list everything that is, that is insured.
1: Now, we remember Hurricane Irma just under two years ago, yeah. and we're just going into hurricane season and God forbid that we get another Hurricane Irma this season, but let's say hypothetically, there's another Hurricane Irma headed our way. Oh boy. Six hours before it's supposed to hit. Can I run into your office and say, Naomi, I need a policy. Can you hurry up and get my insurance policy set up uh, so that I'm covered during the storm? Is that the way that it works or do I have to sign up the policy uh, before the storm is threatening?
2: Well, you can run into the office and request to get the home insurance. However, you will not get it because once a storm is it's named, it's declared that it's coming your way, you're on the storm watch, you're getting the storm in two days, three days, insurance companies do not take on any new business at all.
1: So if that was my plan for saving money on insurance and not paying a regular premium, you're
2: saying it won't work for me? It would not work for you at all. So you would then, if if the storm did come and your property was damaged, you would then have to fund your own repairs or replace your own property because you would not get insurance.
1: So the moral of the story is go ahead. If you're going to get insurance, go ahead and sign up for it when it's nice and sunny outside. Yeah. I have just done renovations to my property, to my home. Mm-hmm. Do I need to have the value of the property revalued or reassessed?
2: You definitely should because property insurance, it should always be done on the replacement cost. So building costs, you know, they're always going up, they're increasing. So you should always strive to have your property insured for the full rebuilding cost. If at any time your property is not insured to the full rebuilding cost and there is a claim, then the average condition, there's a condition called the average condition, that would apply in the event that a claim is to be paid. And what the average condition basically states is if you insure a portion of your property, let's just say you didn't insure your property for the full amount and you insured 60% of your property, when it comes to a claim, your claim would be settled, you'd be paid out on the 60% that you insured.
1: Okay. What if my house is valued at more than what I paid for it? Let's say I in- inherited half of the value of my home. Okay. Do I need to have an insurance policy for the whole value?
2: For the full value. Because okay. like I said, you should insure your property for the full replacement cost. And if at any time you make a claim, then you would be paid out based on the average condition that would apply once the property is underinsured.
1: You offer business insurance, correct? Yes, we do. What is the process of getting my business
2: insured? Okay, so it depends on the type of business that you have because not all businesses would require the same amount or types of insurance. So we would have to look at the type of business that you have and see what insurance you would need to protect your business.
1: If I have a home based business that's I work out of home, my home is insured, the contents are insured, is there additional coverage that I would need to be asking about to cover my home business?
2: You have a home business, but on what scale is it? Is it a are you doing a, something that's online based, you know, so it's based on your computer, you know, the public never has to come to your home. You're doing everything over the internet. Is that type of business, because if so, you probably would not need any additional insurance for your business, you know, if it's something like that. But it depends on the type of business that you're doing, because you wouldn't have had, you would already have had, like you said, insurance on the property. Okay. So you wouldn't need to insure the building you're operating from as a business, you know, and you would have already had your public liability insurance included in your property insurance for your home
1: hypothetically if it was a carpentry business in the downstairs
2: garage. Uh, okay. So then you would have workers. Okay. Right? Yes. You probably would have maybe, maybe not so much, but you would have, you know, a little bit of an influx of customers coming in to your business. You'd want to ensure, you know, public liability for that. You'd want to ensure your workers, of course, in case they get injured. Um, you'd you have to ensure them. You'd want to ensure your materials, your stock that you would have at your property. And, you know, basically general things like that. For larger companies, though, they would normally, of course, once they have a physical location, they would require insurance for their business, the building, for their content, for their actual stock that, you know, they're selling. Um, you'd have your theft insurance, you would need your public liability insurance, your workers must be covered. Because if anything happens to them on the job, you can be, well, legally liable. So it is best to have the workers insured.
1: We have just a few minutes left, and I have several questions. How can I save money on my insurance? I think that's a question that all of us have. (laughs) Are there particular things that I should be asking my insurance agent?
2: Well, I think the best way to save money on your insurance is to make whatever you're trying to ensure, make it as safe as possible, make the risk as safe as possible. For example, if you want to ensure your home, you want to make sure your home is as secure as possible. You want to make sure you have shutters on your home. You know, if you're going to build a property, you build it with concrete because it's more strong, it's sturdier than the wood, a wooden structure. So you want to have a concrete home, you know, good galvanized roofing, You want to make sure you have a solid foundation, you know, all of that. You want to make sure you have necessary measures in place to secure what it is that you need to insure.
1: What types of things might be limitations to my policy or might cause my policy to be canceled?
2: Okay, so things that may cause your, your policy to be canceled. One of the things with insurance is we ask you to disclose all material facts all important facts. So if at any point throughout the duration of the policy and we realize that you, so you know, you lied or you misrepresented the truth, your policy could be canceled. Also, with regards to payment, you know, if, um, if we agreed to a payment plan and you signed to it, but then you stopped, you just stopped making your payments, then if we have done everything to recover the payments and we cannot, we would have no other choice but to cancel your policy. So that would be a cause for cancellation. Can you give me an example of misrepresenting the
1: the facts or the truth for the listener who is saying, I want to make sure that my policy does not get canceled from under me?
2: For example, if you have a vehicle, you'd like to get it insured. One of the questions we would ask is, have you had any claims? Have you had any accidents within the past five years or so? And you say, no, I haven't had any claims, accident-free, all of that. we say, okay, well, we will quote you X. But then we find out that you have had claims. Then we can cancel your policy because, you know, you lied about not having any claims.
1: One final question. Are there any areas of insurance that are often misunderstood that you'd like to provide clarity to?
2: I think in general, a lot of people misunderstand a lot about insurance. And I think it's because people do not take the time to read their policies and understand what is being covered. Um, For example, something you said earlier is you have clients who would think because your home is insured, your contents are automatically insured. That is not so. Also, there are people who would think, you know, if I insure my property and I have not made a claim, then I should get a refund. But that is not how it works, because when you insure your property, or uh, anything you're insuring, what you're insuring for is if in the event something happens, that you would be indemnified to the extent of the policy. That is, that is what you're insuring for. If nothing happens, then you are not entitled to a refund, because you have gotten what you have paid for, which is knowing that if anything was to occur, you would be indemnified. It's a policy of indemnity.
1: Ms. Richards, for further information about insurance or policies that you offer at Caribbean Alliance Insurance, how can I get in contact with you?
2: Okay, our office contact number is 484-2900. And once you contact the office and you send your queries, you would be directed through the proper channels. Also, you can check out our website at caribbeanalliance.com. You can send your questions on the website, you can ask for quotations on the website, all of that. We even have, you know, just sort of write up about the different types of insurances that we offer to give you a better understanding.
1: Thank you very much for taking time out of your busy schedule to join me here on Lighthouse Conversations and educate us about insurance.
2: No problem at all. Thank you very much, Nathan, for having me.
0: Thanks for listening in on our conversation. We trust that it was beneficial to you as you continue to develop a more meaningful life. Do you have a topic or a guest? you would like us to have a conversation with for a future episode on Lighthouse Conversations? We would love to hear your suggestions. Send us a mail at Caribbean Radio Lighthouse, P.O. Box 1057, St. John's, Antigua, or lighthouse, B-I-M-I, at gmail.com. Or give us a call at area code 268-268. 4621454 or send us a message via WhatsApp or text at area code 2687821454 Thanks for listening Remember you can hear lighthouse conversations